Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, it's Marthea, the MSW coach, back with another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. And so we are, what, two weeks into the new year, 2023, and I am still excited about all of the possibilities this year. So Because I really want to focus a lot this year on um, really taking a deep dive on things that, components rather, that should be in your social work career, right? To really design a career that holistically meets all of your needs. And when I talk about from a holistic approach, Every area of your life, right? Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, financially, every area of your life, right? Because it is possible to design a career that really meets all of those things, right? Because I really am wanting to help you all do the work to shift from looking at jobs as, as only being um, a source of financial income, right? Because when you just look at a job and say like, I just need to work this job just to get a paycheck, you miss out on an opportunity to really get full alignment in your life, right? Um, Full alignment in your life to make certain that because And I'm going to give a little story (laughs) because we've all been in a job where, yeah, you're getting paid. You probably are making decent money. Um, You're able to pay your bills or sometimes you're not able to pay your bills. But when you go to work every day, you like when you get up in the morning, you dread better example. You dread getting up every morning to go to work because you don't enjoy the work you're doing or what that looks like is outside of work, and I'm going to do a whole episode, a podcast episode on this, but you self-medicate, right? In whatever way, shape, or form that looks like for you. Um, And you may be doing it and not even realizing that it's a thing that has become an issue. Um, And so what I mean by that is you may start off going to happy hour with your coworkers. And then next thing you know, like happy hour is a thing four days out of the week after work, right? Or a glass of wine turns into a bottle of wine when you get home because you're like, I just need to relax and decompress from the day, from all of the cases and all of the loud noise that you've had to go through, right? So I really want you all to start shifting your lens to think about designing careers that meet all your needs, right? I wanted to put this in a um, caption on my Instagram post one day. And if you're not on Instagram, you should be. 
that's where I am. That's where our community is. That's where you will find me each day on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach. Come over, follow my page. We we have a lot of good things going on over there. But in one of my posts recently, I saw badly because because if you this is your first time listening to my podcast episode. I think I'm one of the funniest people that I know, right? I know funnier people, but I love my sense of humor. In one of my posts, I wanted to put um, the te- the the line of all money ain't good money, right? And if you are a movie watcher from the early 2000s, you will know what movie that comes from, right? Every All money ain't good money. And so what I mean by that is, yes, you are getting a paycheck. Yes, your paycheck is paying your bills or is sustaining your living, um, even if it's not fully sufficient, but it's still helping you to live, right? But there are other pieces that you need to look at in your career really to live a holistically healthy lifestyle. Because I always say that your job should be the funding source to live a healthy life. But if your job is doing more sabotage or more um, damage to your life outside of work, what is it all for, right? Your, Your job, your money that you're making is supposed to enhance your life so you can live better, so you can live a more holistically healthy lifestyle. But if you are stressed out, and we all know I'm not clinical, you know, I love to put that disclaimer, but I'm just talking in generals, right? If you're stressed out, if you are anxiety filled, if you're not sleeping at night, if you're waking up at night because you forgot a case note, if you are um, dreading holidays because you know you have to be on call 24-7 and you won't be able to really enjoy your time with your friends and your family, like what is that all for, right? Like, is that the dream? Is that the goal to, yes, get a paycheck, but not be able to live fully the way that you want. Um, So I really want you all to start shifting your lens from what are the other things that I need to look at or have in my career? What are the things that are non-negotiable other than my paycheck, right? Because we're not working for free. (laughs) My mom said one time, no one works just because everyone works because they need the money, right? So never believe anyone that says they're just working. (laughs) That is not a thing, right? We all work at some level because we need the money. So My question to you today for this podcast episode is how can you, and this is one of the components to the framework that I I teach inside of my career accelerator, micro to macro, is how can you blend your passion into your macro social work career, right? And so usually when I start this conversation with people, I always start with the same question, right? And this is a question that I use for the other components of this framework that I created um, is what do you want to be when you grow up, right? I know we all are adults, clearly, if you're listening to this podcast episode, or maybe you you're not quite yet, but you're you're being proactive in your career planning. I love it. This this question still is for you. 
what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And I always give this bit of information. When thinking about this question, I want you to really go deep and think about like, what did you dream of being as a little child, right? Before the world started telling you what you could do, what you could be, what professions made good money, what professions didn't make good money, before you learned about like all of the college, um, the degree requirements and all of the different things, right? Before you started taking in the noise of the world, what did you want to be when you grow up? Right. That's the first question. So I hope you have your pen, paper or note taking device out and are taking notes. That's the first question I really want you all to see in deep thought about this week. Right. And, and I want you to revisit that. Did you want to be a singer? When I was a little kid, I thought I was I was the best singer ever. My mom let me sign up and be in talent shows and all of the things. Right. I knew I wanted to be a singer. Um, I also had some other things on my list that I'm not going to share yet, but revisit those, right? And regardless of what it is or how outlandish it may seem now to your adult brain and that it has been, you know, like taking in all of the information, the thoughts, ideas of all of the people in the world, still write it down. Did you want to be a singer? Did you want to be an artist? Did you want to be an astronaut? Did you want to be a chef? Did you want to um, do be a veterinarian? Did you want to be a teacher? I heard someone, uh, one of my micro to macro coaching clients tell me that the other day that she always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher, right? Did you want to be a librarian? Whatever it is, write it down, right? And so then from there, once you've identified that, and it can be a few different, whatever it is that you want it to be when you grow up, there's no cap, there's no limit. So just write it out. I now, now that you have that identified, I really want to begin the conversation around the possibilities, right, of blending your passion into your macro social work career, right? And I'm going to jump on a little like workforce development soapbox for just a moment, but just follow me for a moment, okay? So there are people out in the world that say, oh, you should never um, put like have a career that's focused around your passion, right? And it's usually always coming from someone who is coming from a category of privilege, just to be honest. Like I've I've only ever heard that message being touted by people who are coming from a place of privilege, be it privilege of access to education, privilege to access of resources to get jobs, privilege of just whatever comes along with privilege, right? I'm not going to go that deep on this podcast episode, but follow me, okay? So usually you hear that message from people that have some level of privilege, right? And so my response, oh, and let me give another example with that. One time I heard a CEO of a billion dollar 
hospital, private hospital, like say something along those lines. And I'm like, of course you would say that, right? Um, but yeah, I really want you all to think about what are the possibilities of you blending a career with one of your passions? And so I know people consider themselves to be multi-passionate. I love it, right? And I know that sometimes it's not always a good idea to monetize the passions that are closely held to your heart, right? Because not everything is meant to be shared with the world. I completely understand that because sometimes humans have ways of just making things bad, right? So I encourage you to write a list down of maybe 10. We'll start small. Like I like to, you know, give you all tangible steps. So I challenge you, after you identify that first question or respond to that first question, then write down a list of 10 passions that you have, right? And so when thinking about these passions, it can be anything that you love to do or like to do outside of work. Right. So I, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna list that says like I love preparing community resources, right? Because social workers usually because they have never sat down in time and space to think about what their passions are, they immediately give you things from their social work career because, again, it's a lot of unlearning of you can blend your passion with your career, right? You can blend the things that you do outside of work in your free time with your career. It doesn't have to be social work related. So that's my point, right? So do you love to read? Do you enjoy writing? Do you like to be creative and make art pieces? And that can be in any medium of art. Like you like to paint, you like to sculpt, you like to um, do pottery. And I'm not an artist. So if I'm, if, the, if I'm not naming them correctly, just these are just examples, right? Do you like to cook? Do you like to bake? Do you like to, I've, um, someone came to my How to Land a Macro Social Work Job workshop um once and he shared that he was a beer sommelier or sommelier i looked it up and learned how to pronounce it pronounce um pronounce it and now it's gone but basically he makes beers right that's what he enjoyed doing in his free time and i'm going to stick with that example of him because i'm going to i'm taking you on i'm taking you through the process of designing a career that you love. So really sit down and think about what you like to do outside of work, right? It can be a hobby. It can be something that you do in your free time. It could be a thing that you've done since childhood with your grandmother or grandfather. Like with my granddad, he had a major garden. Really looking back at it, I would consider him, now that I have different words, I would consider him to have been an urban farmer. My grandfather had a huge, huge garden, city-type farm in his, in, in his backyard. And every Saturday morning, me and my brothers would go over there um, and we would start our day by going to the local family-owned restaurant, getting our lunch for the day, 
which we wouldn't eat, but we would just go first thing in the morning because he, he was an early riser. And then um, from there, we would go back to my grandparents' house and we would spend the morning working in the garden, right? So even though now as an adult, I always say like, I don't like nature. I don't like being outside, all of the things. But with my grandfather, I looked forward to that every Saturday morning, picking grapes off of the fence line, picking um, mangoes, because remember, I grew up in South Florida. I don't know if I ever said that on the podcast. I'm originally from South Florida, Palm Beach County, 561. Um, And so picking mangoes, all kind of fruit, oranges, lemons, um, picking like the green vegetables out of the garden. That's how we would spend every Saturday. And so deep down in my soul, that still lives in me. Because one of the the, the things, the goals that I have that I will achieve is that I will own a kale farm, right? Because I love kale now. And when I tell people that who know me, they're like, how are you going to do that? And when I think about it, it's like I started getting creeped out by the dirt, the heat, the, the critters and all of the things that are outside. But like someone told me before, they were like, you could, you know, do what is it called? Do where you grow the kale in like, uh, enclosed environment on the water and I wouldn't even have to touch the dirt. But anyway, <laughs> that is something from my childhood, right? That I would consider that to be um, something that I enjoy doing as a child, right? As an adult, it can be something else. So write down, I would say, get a good 10 passion things that you love to do um, outside of work and nothing is off limits. I don't care how outlandish it seems, just write it down. Right. And so then from there with your 10 top 10 passions, because, again, if you're multi-passionate, which many of you are, like where you're like, oh, I really, really love to do these three things, though. Again, you don't have to monetize your the passions that you hold close to your heart, but you can pick something off of like the the ones that are not so close to the top. So maybe like the ones from five through 10. What I want you to do is once you identify at least three of those passions that you're like, okay, this these are the ones that I could see myself going to a job every day that has some aspect of this thing in it, right? And I would be a really happy person, right? So once you identify three, I want you to start getting creative and really brainstorming using the the knowledge, the career education knowledge that you currently have about what are ways that you can blend what you like to do in those top three, top three to five from your list that you're willing to like make it a part of your career what creative ways can you blend that with your social work career? Right. And so I said I wanted to use the example of the gentleman that loved to make beer. Right. He in the workshop, he did. He was a part. He was selected for the career hot seat. He told me what he liked to do. I gave him ideas of because, again, for those who may be new to my page, I am a career pathway designer. This is what I do. 
This is my area of expertise, right? I help people reimagine their careers, right? This is what I do as a macro social worker. I help organizations, political leaders, um, community stakeholders reimagine career pathway opportunities, design them for the populations that I serve, right? So I really want you to think about what are some creative ways that you can blend that thing in there? So he came, he said that he likes to make beer. He was doing the hot seat. I gave him ideas of like how he can do that in the social impact space. And it wasn't until after I ended that workshop and like a day or two later that I came across this organization. Oh, let me go back two steps. He also shared that he enjoyed working with youth and young adults. Like that was his background. And I was like, oh, I said, I, I, I'm pretty sure I can give you an example of how you can blend your passion with your area of macro interest, right? And so a few days later, I discovered a um, organization that does work on a national level around and and this person and this gentleman was in Canada because he messaged me before he came about like could he attend sure this is transferable to anyone regardless of where you are so i have people that are all over the world that that follow my work and it's such an honor so this is even for you all right um so i found this organization this macro organization that does work with college-age students, traditional college-age students around beer and drinking on campus and um, like the effects of it, the negative effects of it. But then also on the other side of that, they were um, doing a conference session specifically around breweries of beer and I believe it was called like distribution. But again, it, this was still being facilitated and led by the organization that serves higher education institutions, faculty, staff, students, administrators, right? So that is an example of this is who he said he wants to serve. And this is how he can blend his passion for beer making rather into his macro social work career, right? Because it would be whoever whoever does this work is them educating that audience, college age youth, young adults, about beer responsibility, beer drinking responsibility on campus, like things that are happening that they're finding are trends on campuses, right? And I'm just saying this off of memory. So that is an example of how something so what you may think is so far-fetched, right? There are jobs out there that will blend that. <laughs> and I found it, right? A whole organization that does everything that he named. So I really wanted to come in today and challenge you all, or really stress the point rather that passion is possible in your macro social work career. You don't have to have a career where you just dread going to work. Again, work is going to always be work, right? Every day is not sunshine and rainbows. 
But what I found in my own macro social work career journey is that the more, because I'm blending what I'm passionate about into my career, the more like in alignment I am in every area of my life, right? I don't cry going to work anymore, which I work remotely. So I don't cry when I get up in the morning anymore before signing on for work. But before when I used to cry going to work, I used to have to drive there, right? So I don't dread Mondays. I don't dread when Sunday comes and 5 p.m. hits. And I know it's like, okay, everything is downhill from here because I have to go to work tomorrow, right? Again, work is going to be work. But you should at least be working this year to make it a little more pleasant, right? Because by the time social workers find me, and I thank you all for sharing my posts, for sharing my podcast, for sending people to me, right? I thank you all. And what I've noticed though, is that by the time people come to me, they are at the point of no return, right? They are suffering from physical health conditions, mental health conditions, emotional situations. They're not able to like survive on what they're making. Like they are at, in their own words, and this is not me placing the label on them, they're at their bottom by the time they find me because their case management job is just all too much, right? And so again, um, I just want to say that I really want you all to be more proactive in your career. Don't get to the point of no return and then want to go out and seek a, a solution. I still want you to come to me But I really want to help you all get to the point where you don't have to experience that, that you can take charge of your career. And I'm really um, being very intentional about giving you the career education information that you need to take more control of your career so you can be more proactive. Right. You can only be more proactive if you have the the knowledge, the education, the tools, the career education that you need to make sound career decisions. And so the first place that I want you all to start today, because last week I gave you the goal planning process, but I really want to like slow it down just a little bit and talk about passion and that it is possible. I can name five five of my past micro to macro coaching clients right now who have blended passion into their macro social work careers. And every time we do a a check-in, they are beaming from ear to ear about how happy they are in their positions, right? So I'm saying that what I'm, the information that I'm giving you based on the framework that I created, it works. You can tweak it however you want to tweak it. But I really want to stress the importance of like passion is possible. There's nowhere in the handbook, in the rule book or the the career guidebook that says you have to work jobs that you strongly dislike. Right. So I want to say that I've been working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes. 2023 is a good year, right? I've been working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I've actually 
um, because the the demand was so high for people that are just finding me, maybe people who could not um, attend because of their 24-7 work, case manage work, case management work schedules, I now have available access to the replay for my how to land a macro social work job using your MSW degree in case management experience live workshop that I offered um, over three times at the end of 2022. I now have that package where you can just um, purchase immediate access Click the link down in my show notes underneath this podcast episode. You can click the link and you can buy access to watch the replay on demand, right? In the workshop, I give you the um, the requisite information that you need to understand what macro social work is, because a lot of people do not know right? Because you weren't exposed to it in your program. I give, I go through and I bust many myths about macro social work, right? And give you tangible examples of why these myths are not true. I also take a deep dive on my framework, right? So this is the same framework that I use inside of my micro to macro um, career accelerator program, which is my six-week intensive group career coaching program. This framework is the first thing that we go over in the first two sessions that we meet. So I'm giving you full access to that. I encourage you to click the link. The investment is minimal right now, right? And it's a great opportunity to start shifting your lens from the comfort of wherever you are and really start working towards making more well-rounded, holistic decisions in your career. And so I encourage you to click the link. People, I just released it late Saturday night. I was up until like two in the morning working on it all. And I just posted it. And someone someone bought one like within two hours. And then people have been buying it ever since. So purchase the replay. Get what you need to arm yourself with the requisite career education information that you need to go into 2023 about macro social work. So I'm going to go now (laughs) because I've already gone longer than I planned. But can you tell I get super passionate when I talk about career design, right? Because it's possible. You just have to silence all of the noise and the naysayers um, about telling you what's not possible. But have a wonderful day. Click the link, purchase the replay, and I will see you next week. Happy macro career planning. Bye.